0: Gang, here's to nights that turn into mornings and friends that turn into family. Cheers! Happy birthday to you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Friendship IRL podcast. I'm your host, Alex Alexander. My friends, they would tell you, I like to ask the hard question. You know who I am in the group. I'm the person that's saying, okay, I'm going to ask this question, but don't feel like you have to answer it. And now I can be that friend for you too. Let's talk about friend groups. Shall we talk about friend groups? I'm inspired because. Quite often, I post something on social media, and I can really see what everyone is interested in, where the questions are, where you agree, disagree, confused, and I've been posting quite a bit about friend groups. I'm not surprised that this is a topic that draws a lot of attention. If you think about it, what do we really know about friend groups? We... Maybe have some friend groups and they feel good, bad, indifferent. Maybe they've dwindled. Maybe they're a thing of the past. Maybe you remember when a friend group felt like it was at its peak. There's a lot of feelings here. But as I've talked about before, when I've talked about friendship overall, friends, where did we learn how a friend group should operate? I think this is similar to how we learned what a friend is, which, if we, you know, flash back, is having seen a friend group in action, so having this model to us in some way, shape or form, or what we see in the media. books, movies, TV shows, things like that. And if I'm being honest, The way that the media portrays friend groups is pretty terrible because the media, TVs, shows, movies, books, they want sales. They want ratings. So they're not really focused on creating something realistic. They're focused on creating something that either is the dream, is the ideal, is the peak that is somehow maintained all the time forever and ever, or they want drama, because that's what's going to get us to watch. We've already discussed how you can't maintain the peak of anything forever, and nobody wants friend group drama. So the media maybe is not our best example. And I don't really know if there is an example besides just being in a friend group, because every group operates differently But some things I do think we can level set when it comes to friend groups. I don't care if it is a trio or a group of 50 people. Every individual relationship is its own within the friend group. And as much as you might think, well, that isn't great. I'm being left out of the group. Let's reframe that because what I think is that each Individual relationship being strong enough, strong in whatever part of the friendship spectrum it's going to be, is really what is holding the group together. The group itself is really just like a story route. You feel like you belong here, these are your people. But all the connections within that, all the things that create the evidence, are the individual relationships. So quite often, I think we get so focused on the group when really we should take a step back and look at the individual connections we have within a group. Like if you ever had a friend group and you just don't feel that close to them anymore, and if you took a step back and looked at it, you might realize that that's actually because friends that you were incredibly close with You've let those individual friendships dwindle. So, when you are spending time together in the group, although you feel like you belong there, it's a little awkward because things don't feel the same because those friendships don't feel the same. And maybe if you invested in those individual friendships, being with the group would feel stronger. So, I think it's really, really important to consider how you're nurturing various relationships within that group whether it's any size group we are all different people we all bring different things to a group we have different strengths we are interested and like have shared experience roots and connections with each individual person in the group it's not one blanket connection you might show up to the group and talk to one person about movies another person about sports And another person about the fact that your grandma's in hospice. And sure, you might share those things broadly with the group, but you maybe have certain people you kind of connect with about certain things. So I'm gonna take this kind of new reframe on friend groups today, and I'm gonna talk about if you want to join an established friend group or if you wanna create a group. Both great options. So first, let's talk about if you want to join a friend group. I hear this all the time. You know, people say something like, I keep getting invited to these parties or to these get-togethers, but I just, I'm always the extra invite. I'm never like part of the group. And joining a friend group is hard because if we take a step back again, it's not just joining the group. It is building relationships with the people in the group so that when you show up, you're connected to them. You have things to talk about. They know things about you. You know things about them. And that doesn't have to be the same for every person in the group. Like You might become really close with a couple people or one person and be more of an acquaintance with the rest of the people in the group. So when you're thinking about joining a friend group, when you are getting that invite and you feel like the extra invite, my suggestion is to make it a point to befriend one person in the group. Like focus what shared experience and interest roots you have. Connect with them on that. Figure out a way to connect with them outside the group on that. Check in. Do all the things you would do to make a new friend. And then follow the same process with another person in the group and maybe a third. And when you show up to the group, when everybody's together, be active, participate, connect with the people that maybe aren't the ones you feel like you're going to become the closest to, but get to know them. Become like familiar friends with them. You know, they're part of the group. How are they doing? What are some basic facts? How do they know everyone in this group? If you two were part of a conversation, what would you talk about? And you may not build some big rapport with them outside of the text thread or the group meetups or whatever you do. But when you do show up, you're buying in that we all belong here. We're all a part of this group. I care about you. I'm going to like invest some energy and time into getting to know everybody that's here on some level. So I think what happens is that a lot of people, when they want to join a friend group, they maybe get invited once or twice to something, but they aren't taking the initiative to actually get to know people in the group that well. They aren't contributing to the group. So On, you know, maybe that second, third, fourth invite when you get invited, do the same thing everybody else is doing. Say, hey, can I bring something? Can I show up early and set up? Can I help in any way? Maybe offer a little vulnerability. Tell people, hey, I really enjoy coming to this. It's been really great to get to know all of you. Like, mean it, don't just say it, (laughs) mean it, but let people know. Decide to become an initiator in the group. Be the one that says, hey, you know, are we going to do this again next month? I'd be happy to plan it. And now you're contributing on a whole different level because now you're actually taking on like the mental load of thinking about these things. You know, pay attention to how the friend group operates. Do they have traditions? Do they get together every month? And most importantly, show up. When you're trying to crack into a friend group, I think it's really important to make it a priority that you got to put yourself out there a little bit. Maybe you wouldn't normally go to a get together on a Sunday night. Maybe that's a little outside what your normal boundaries are. But if you get invited, try and show up because the reoccurring connection Like the time to start to get to know each other will add up and that will matter. And it shows that you care. It shows that you want to be a part of this. You like this group of people. Now, this could be a friend group that's just like a freestanding friend group. Like maybe this is a friend group that's left over from a group of friends at a job or college And say you don't have that shared experience. Just know that sometimes you're gonna show up to the group and they're gonna talk about things you don't know about. Like you didn't go to college with them, you don't remember what that story was. You're probably gonna hear some things, some stories over and over and over again that at a certain point you're gonna feel like you were there. So I think you also have to manage that difference and remember that when you're cracking in, there's already. Roots built up in this friend group between people. And it's not a slight on you, but you showing up means you're going to start building roots. And over time, if you get to be friends with these people and it's part of a group, you're going to get a however long in, I mean, a year, two years, couple years. And it's going to be hard to, for them to remember a time when you weren't part of the group. From personal experience, I can say that. There's a lot of moments where you're like, wait weren't you there for that? Because it just feels like you've built so many roots and have so many memories that it's hard to imagine they weren't always a part of the group. So the pros and cons to joining a group. The pros. There's probably already some established way of connecting, some reoccurring gatherings, a text thread. You don't have to kind of build all that from scratch. But the cons are that you might feel behind, I guess, that other people are closer than you are. You're really going to have to put in the effort and the energy to get to know people. You can't just depend on the group. You're going to have to find ways to connect with the people in the group, shared interests, spending time together, reaching out and saying, hey, we're supposed to get together next month for... Brunch with the group. But do you want to go on a run next week and start to build those connections beyond the group? That's some energy. And then the final con is just knowing that you're walking into something that's already established and not letting the overwhelm, I guess, of all the things you don't know, all the times you weren't there, all the history that is there. You know, in an ideal world, these friend groups, we all hope, I think they stay the same. But what I've found is that people come in and other people fall into kind of more of a historic role sometimes, right? People move away or have other priorities or times change and maybe you stay in touch, but they aren't always showing up to the group. So as much as we like to think that everything's going to stay the same, accepting that things are always changing. All right. Now that we've talked about joining a friend group, let's talk about creating a group. And I think maybe we need to just spend a moment thinking about creating anything. When we start anything, it always takes a little bit of effort and energy to get things up and running, Takes some trial and error, And everything starts from nothing. And creating a friend group is no different. You know, we have to remember that every group at some point was just one person inviting people. One other person came, it was two people. And then over time, people started to show up. Like everything builds slowly. And those first few people that you add take a while. I mean, it's no different than building a business and, you know, getting those first few customers is hard and takes a while. And then once you get momentum, you start to get more customers and it keeps building. And then like, maybe things get exponential. I don't know. But if we want friend groups to get exponential, that's what I meant by that. Maybe. Depends on what kind of group you're trying to create. It's just everything starts somewhere. And the trial and error piece is you're going to make invites, and sometimes nobody's going to show up. Like, until this becomes an established routine, a group that people feel connected to, they're probably not going to be that committed in the beginning. But if you can decide that you're going to invest some energy into this to build it and give it some time, there are so many people who are too ashamed to admit it out loud but would like to have some groups that they feel connected to. So if you decide that you're a person that creates groups, even in the moments where nobody's showing up, you're seeing the bigger picture. Like it's not about you. It's just about the fact that building anything takes a little bit of time. So if we're creating a new friend group. You can invite a bunch of random people together. Maybe these are all people that are connected to you. And you can commit to being the person who is going to start the group. Now, you have set this intention. You want to find these people in your life. Therefore, you're going to be the one that has some initial energy investment. I think this catches a lot of people off guard because they invite a group together once, maybe twice, and then they want people to reciprocate. They're mad that no one else is planning the group get together. But it takes a little bit of time for the group to kind of establish for people to develop that story route of like, oh, this is my movie group. I want to contribute to this. Like They didn't come into it with the intention that you did. So you have to take on a little bit of the burden to start things up. Now, is this enriching their lives? Yeah, probably. You're doing a great service, but you're also getting something out of it. So just commit to being the person that's going to invest the energy up front and maybe decide how long. That's fine. I'm not saying you have to do this forever. We can all quit things if they don't work, but give it more than one or two attempts. So I've talked before about some of these ideas. They might seem familiar. But this inviting like random people together, people in your lives, I think this is what happens when, as adults, we're trying to kind of mimic those college friend groups, high school friend groups, where it was just a bunch of people around you that you were trying to get connected to each other now, as adults. so. Some ways to do this. You can send open ended texts, invites. So let me explain what that means. You could pick a group of friends, whether you send this in a group text or individually to them. And you could just say, hey, I'm going to this park from two to four tomorrow. Stop by if you want to. And you could do this every weekend. Or, You could do it once, and then a few weeks later, you can say, hey, I'm going to this bar at 4 p.m. tonight. Show up if you want. But you have to keep putting yourself out there. And my suggestion would be to do this for things you are going to do anyways. An additional suggestion, if you're nervous about this, is to get a commitment from one friend or maybe go with a significant other. So, you and one friend are going to go to the park. You know they're going to be there. And you just send this open invite. And if nobody shows up, that's okay because you were just going with this friend, anyways. Same thing with the bar. So, make it something you were going to do, anyways, and just start inviting people, but inviting a group of people together so that over time they start to see each other regularly. And again, remember, they did not come up with this idea so they may not reciprocate initially and send invites to the same group it might take some time for people to start to feel connected another example i like to use is for parents out there be dog parents too people that you're meeting say in like the neighborhood park starting a text thread So, you know, you're chatting with these people over time. I'm not saying you do this the first time you ever see them, but these are the people you kind of see all the time at the park and say, hey, I was thinking about starting a text thread where we just let each other know if we're coming to the park. So you could just say, you know, I'm going to send a text that says, hey, we're going to go from two to four today if anybody wants to show up. Nobody needs to respond to this text message in the thread, nothing like that, but Maybe some people would wait an hour and go at two o'clock instead of one o'clock. And over time, you're creating that repetition. And after a while, if you're all doing that, maybe it makes it easy to say, hey, does anyone want to come back to my house to grow burgers tonight? Or maybe you meet someone in that group who plays soccer like you do. And you both decide to finally, after so long, join that soccer league that you've been considering. And that's how you're building those individual relationships, friendships within the group. So again, the thing about this method, the thing about just kind of like picking a a more random group, I guess, is that it's going to take a while for people to realize you're even trying to form a group. And some people might be slow to show up, commit, And I also think it's important to remember that although you're inviting people, they may not be into it. I can't tell you the number of times we've kind of like met a really great friend that we think our other friends would like and tried to invite them to things. And they're just not really that into it. That's fine. We're still friends with them and we may even still invite them to some group things, but they just don't really show up when it's a group thing. Or they show up and they don't really want to make friends with other people in the group. You know, they're kind of just like there because they got invited, but they're not actually trying to connect with anyone. They're not that interested. And that is fine. That is fine. So the other way I've suggested is to pick an interest and create a group around it. So if you love movies and you want to watch more movies this year, and you wish you had friends to talk about movies with, maybe you want to start a movie group. You decide you're going to put the effort in to find some people who want to watch movies with you. And you might have some friends that come to mind, but you might also just be open to meeting new people, friends of friends, coworkers, people out in the world you know who want to watch movies with you. So you decide you want to do this. The best way to go about it is just to start casually mentioning it to people. So, when you're in a conversation with your neighbors, you just say, Yeah, I'm going to start a movie group this year and see if anybody's ears perk up. See if anybody asks more questions. See if anybody says they love movies. They may not be interested. Now, you could just directly say, I want to start a movie group this year. Are you interested? that's fine. But if you're a little too nervous to do that, just start saying you're looking for people to hang out on Sundays and watch movies and tell whoever you feel comfortable. Tell your neighbors, tell your friends, mention it to some friends of friends at a party. And remember, every group starts as one person and then becomes a second person. And then you're able to say, oh, we have a group that gets together for movies on Sundays. Are you interested? And it's that you just wanted to be part of normal, everyday conversation. You have some sense of what you're trying to build. And this would be similar to you telling people, I'm looking to join a movie group this year. And you can definitely go that route too. That's another option. But you know, then you, you're you like, oh, well, that movie group meets on Fridays. I don't want to go on Fridays. That's a lot of people. That's more people than I want. I really just want to watch movies in my home. So, you know, if you want to create a group that fits around your parameters more closely, then you can create it. So a personal example of this is that in 2023, this is my year of fun and play. I'm not really a pick a word person, but The last few years have been very work-focused. I want to go do some things that make me laugh and feel silly. (laughs) So I wrote down some things I want to try this year. And yes, I know that this is quite the list. I want to try a pottery class. I want to learn to scuba dive. Already found a friend for that. And I want to go to an improv class. So the improv class, I started telling a few friends that I thought might be interested, like close friends. I just said, I want to try improv this year. Do you have any interest in going to a class with me? Now, no one's interested. So that was a dud. And I think a lot of people would stop there, right? They would decide, okay, well, I just have to go by myself. And I totally can go by myself. I can. I would meet people there. That's fine. I can opt for that too. But I haven't stopped So instead, I've just been telling people that I want to try improv this year in casual conversations. And I didn't really get that many bites. And I don't know why I didn't think about this until I mentioned it in my Toastmasters club. For anybody that doesn't know what Toastmasters is, it's a public speaking group. You go every week, it's a formal community, it's like a worldwide organization. I have a chapter here in Seattle that I'm a member of, and I go every week. Now, these people are, I mean, we practice public speaking. It would make sense that they would be potentially intrigued by something else that involves performing and public speaking and being on stage, but I hadn't really thought about it. These are not my closest friends. I have been in the group for nearly three years, so I do have, you know, familiar friends in there, but they're not my present friends. Like we are very limited in how we are connected at this point. And I didn't even think about it. I just mentioned, I want to try improv this year. And I had a room full of people. I mean, I probably at least five people be like, wait, I would do that with you. I want to go. Which group do you want to go to? So it was more than just, oh, I'm interested. It was like, where do we go? And if we weren't actually taking a class, like if I was like, oh, I just want to meet up and try some improv, I could have gotten these people to do that. I would have had to pick a time to do it. I would have had to like set up a text thread or an email thread, something like that, but it would happen. So this is just a reminder that we don't know what anyone else is thinking they want to add to their lives. And all we can do is put it out there in the world. But if we start doing that, it's very likely that we're going to start seeing the people that we're looking for. There's a psych term, it's like the illusion bias or something Basically, it's, you know, when you decide you're going to buy a car, if you're going to buy a Jeep, and then you suddenly start seeing Jeeps everywhere. And that's kind of how I feel about making friends when you get specific about the interest that you want. When you get specific and you start talking about it, suddenly you realize that a lot of people exist who are interested in similar things. Like you'll be in conversations and somebody will mention acting, in my case, in this case. And then I can say, oh, have you ever done improv? And they can say, yes. Now, they may not join the group with me, but we share this interest. So in summary on this friend group episode, one, start paying attention to the friend groups you're in and what relationships are happening within the friend group. And when you do that, one other note about that, honestly, encourage relationships If you're in a trio of friends, remember that it's not just the trio. It's an individual relationship you have with each of those friends and they have with each other. So you want to encourage their connection to each other because that's what's going to help the group as a whole is letting everybody be their own friendship within that. So rethink, pay attention to the friend groups you're in. Look at the individual relationships. How are you nurturing those? How are you nurturing the group? What skills are you bringing to the group? What are you investing? How are you initiating? How are you contributing? As far as joining goes, when you're joining a friend group, try and befriend the people in it. Develop your own relationships with the people in the friend group. And when you go to create, remember that nothing's just magically created. Everything takes a little trial and error. Everything starts from nothing and then one person and two and then maybe five. And that not everyone is initially bought in. That you have to invest a little bit of that energy to get the momentum going to get the group connected. And you can connect random people who have no idea or you can try and rally a group around a similar interest or experience. But either way... You got to rally a little bit. You got to invest the energy to get things going. Now, I am sure there will be plenty of episodes that I do on friend group problems, friend group struggles. But today, I just kind of wanted to lay down some thoughts I have about friend groups in general. And I hope that you take these and go out into the world, into your friendships, and try and see if they hold true. Let me know. Maybe I'm completely missing something. The only way we will all know is if we're all reflecting and crowdsourcing information and talking about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Friendship IRL. I am so honored to have these conversations with you, but don't let the chat die here. Send me a voice message. I created a special website just to chat with you. You can find it at alexalex.chat you can also find me on Instagram. My handle at it's Alex Alexander. Or go ahead and leave a review wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Now, if you want to take this conversation a step further, send this episode to a friend. Tell them you found it interesting, and use what we just talked about as a conversation starter the next time you and your friend hang out. No need for a teary goodbye. I'll be back with a new episode next week.